Wow. That was a lot of wasted time till we got to now when you can get the flu shot and the COVID shot at the same time. He wasted yeah. about 5,000 years on, wow. on the two arms well, thing. A you know, lot of wasted arms. It is a lot of wasted arms. But yeah. thankfully, we now have a use for both. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Uh, let me talk, tell you about uh, sweat block. Now, Glenn uses sweat block and loves it, raves about it all the time. He's got the wipes that he says, I guess it's something like a seven days. It somehow wipes out your sweat for seven days, which is incredible. But every time I think of this product, all I can think about is Jeffy. Like, Jeffy is the sweatiest mm-hmm. person Ever. Ever. I don't know. I, it, it, Jeffy was given two arms by God for two shots, but uh-huh. he was also apparently given a lot of sweat glands, more than anyone else I know. Yeah. And and he uses it, doesn't he? He's actually had really good results from it, yes. which is incredible. Yeah. If you could stop Jeffy's sweat, sweat block can do anything. If you or someone you love, and that's not really a good description of Jeffy, but if they have a problem with sweating, please remember that sweat block worked for Jeffy. When nothing else could. Try the deodorant stick as well. It's great. Uh, it's all You can get it all today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. The code is Beck. Sweatblock.com. Promo code is Beck. It's sweatblock.com. whether or not Donald Trump was going to sell nuclear secrets to the Russians. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that and much more coming up in one minute. Sometimes in life, the best thing you can do is learn the hard way. Not, not with real estate, though. Because you blow a real estate transaction, it can screw up your financial future for such a long time and you know, if you've ever gone down this road and, and had a bad real estate agent, uh, it can be a, the difference between a, a really great transaction and a great move for your financial future and the destruction of it. It's really uh, a really serious thing. And it's so funny how we pick real estate agents. Usually it's just like somebody I kind of know. Somebody I kind of know uh, has a relative who's a real estate agent and they do it kind of part-time from time to time and they can come in and sign the paperwork. It's much more important than that. You need to take time to figure out who the best agent is. And of course, you don't have that time, nor do I. But that's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com sorts through the real estate agents for the best performance in your area, finds the best person for you, and matches you up. And then uh, they will help you through the entire process. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Even on Fox News, uh, there was a host over the weekend who was wondering aloud if Donald Trump was selling nuclear secrets. 
I mean, to me, that is just so asinine. You have to be a pretty big Trump hater to believe that he would sell secrets, nuclear secrets, <laughs> to the Russians or the Saudis. It's like a bit. It is. It's like a comedic bit. It is. Here. The, the, if you have evidence of this, please. Yeah. Oh, please sure provide it, it. Because I will tell you this. You know, there's a lot of things that, that I think the, the right will excuse on Donald Trump. They, they'll give him a, a big break on his offensive tweets. Mm-hmm. Or his, sorry, mm-hmm. his truths. Yes. His truths and his retruths. <laughs> yes. But if he was selling nuclear secrets to our enemies, you know what? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Seriously? It's such a ridiculous idea. They have no, seemingly have no evidence of it. And they are trying to make this the thing because they realize this scandal is silly. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do have some people around me who I've talked to who think it's a big deal. And I, I can't wrap my arms around why it's a big deal. I'm not saying Donald Trump did everything perfectly here. I, I don't know. I, I've, mm-hmm. We don't have the evidence or, or the knowledge to know that. But like... If, if what he did was have a bunch of documents that as president of the United States, he had already seen yeah, mm-hmm. and stored in his brain and he brought those documents home and put them in a, what I guess is being sec- described as a, a less than perfectly secure closet <laughs> among other papers. And you're going to what? Not, not let him run for president because of it. What, what is Put him the, in jail because of Put him in jail <clears throat> over this? I mean, I, I just, it seems completely he, ridiculous. Is the implication that um, that Barron is going to read some of those documents? Is that the <laughs> is that what we're worried about? Yeah. Well, his son could have gotten access to some of those documents and read them. And then what would happen? Right. And then maybe Barron is selling those secrets to Russia. Yeah. I don't know. Here, here's is, my question for any journalist <laughs> who wants to investigate this. Get yourself a nine iron. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Pick up a, a Titleist. Mm-hmm. And go out there, walk out to the seventh hole of Mar-a-Lago, and see if you can steal a few holes of golf. Hmm. See how easy that would be to do. See if it would be easy to accomplish stealing uh-huh. a Diet Coke from the bar. See if mm. you could pull that off before you start telling me how insecure these documents were in his private residence in a locked closet. Yeah. Like, I get that that is not how we should be storing high-level security uh, documents that are under high-level security. I understand that that's Does not the not technical claim, process. Does he not that the archivists were down there and directed him to do certain things to keep them secure? I think he did, did say something. Did like, it's they, hard to know, honestly. It, There's so many claims. So <clears throat> many things have been leaked. I don't honestly... No, but I'm going to the worst case scenario mm-hmm. for a reason here because I can't find why this is such a big story even in the know, worst I case scenario. Unless either. you jump to what Unle- you just mentioned. He's selling nuclear secrets to yeah. Saudi Arabia. Right. The left legitimately pitched this as a reason for him to get live golf tour events. Right. So now, that. I, now if I guess if that were happening it would be a big story there is no evidence that that's happening there's no reason to believe it it's completely ridiculous in every single conceivable way and i don't believe it happened so unless you've got evidence of something like that i mean if you've got texts of him being Mm -hmm. like hey prince uh bring bring the live golf tour which by the way doesn't exist yet bring it to my golf clubs and i'll give you these nuclear secrets if you got that, you're going to have something. And I'm going to be eating these words in a big way. 
But like the fact they're like, oh, well, technically, this is not the process for storing these documents. It's like, this, <laughs> think of the scandals that Donald Trump has mm. been accused of and survived. Yeah. You're telling me document storage is the thing? You're going to take <laughs> this guy down over document storage? Oh, they're hoping. They really are. They want They're this. hoping. Yeah. Oh, they want it badly. I mean, Joy Behar. The brilliant Joy Behar yesterday suggested that he was actually selling secrets. Uh, people keep asking what he's doing with them. Well, he's going to sell them. Okay, really? He's going to sell documents. The former president of the United States of America, who loves this country quite clearly. Uh, why else would you put up with everything he's put up with over the, over the last you know six years? Uh, and now he's planning to sell nuclear secrets to the Russians? I mean, it's just ludicrous. And have we not been down this road? Didn't we do a Russiagate mm. thing? Wasn't there multiple yes. years of these complaints that turned out not to be true? Yes, and it was a complete hoax. And, and yet we're still doing this? And people are still believing it? Yeah. And I just don't understand... Uh, this is the like I could understand if he was actually dealing with Russia uh, in some way that you know the, the they came out with evidence of this in the Mueller report like why you'd think that was a big deal if what the ac- accusation here is th- that they just went in for this raid because he was mis- he was storing documents and not telling them the truth about it or maybe he wanted to keep things that they wanted back mm. like all of these things he has already seen. This yeah. is not him breaking into some vault and taking something he didn't have access to. He was president of the United States. He's seen all the documents. Whether mm-hmm. he has the documents in his hand or not, he's already seen them. When you see something, it gets stored in your memory banks, <laughs> and you can recall bits and pieces of that information. He could have, at other points, uh, written down in a journal the things he wanted to remember from the documents. We know he takes uh, a lot of notes and apparently flushes them all down the toilet. Which is also something we're told. So I just don't under, like, it's not as if he went in and took documents he didn't have access to. He already, the reason you're accusing him of taking them is because he already saw them. Mm -hmm. It's because he knew what they were because he put eyes on him himself and he had rights to do that as president of the United States. It's just like, there have been scandals uh, throughout Donald Trump's, uh, 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 you know, uh, prominence as a politician that I thought, if true, were really problematic, right? Mm-hmm. This is not, I don't understand. If you have an actual accusation that he's done something with these documents for his own political benefit, that's the line you need to cross if you're the left. For this to have any relevance to mm-hmm. anyone other than you. Because if... He misstored documents. No one's going to care if he was really reckless with the documents. And again, we have to focus on this because being reckless with the documents is not putting him in a private closet. That is probably the wrong thing to do Mm. as far as uh, procedure. But like any single thing stored online is more at risk of being stolen than something in Donald Trump's personal closet. It's hard to get next to the president of the United States personal closet. And in that context... Uh, why didn't they care about Hillary Clinton's emails? Right. And I think, like, if 
he was really reckless. Let's just say he was printing these documents on the back of the kids' menus. There's a maze on one side and nuclear documents on the other. Just really reckless, mm-hmm. handing them out. You got the kids' menu. They're circling their grilled cheese on one side. And on the other <laughs> side is some high-profile North Korean nuclear secret. If that were true, <laughs> it might rise to, this, to the partisan scandal level. And that's what Hillary Clinton's emails were right Mm -hmm. the right cared about him the left didn't care about him some people in the middle cared about him but not many i mean it was really more of a conservative story with the exception of james comey coming out 10 days before the election and kind of reigniting it which made it have real impact for the election but like the the right is not going to care if if he was uh, a little reckless in the way he stored documents that we have no evidence were taken. Again, if they were taken, if they were stolen, we know Hillary Clinton had all sorts of email issues around this time. We know John Podesta, who they just put back in control of like global warming, uh, he had his emails hacked. These things actually occurred. But the idea that he kept them in a reckless way and they might have been at some point, at some future juncture, stolen. It's just not going to excite anybody other than the MSNBC hosts who already are excited about everything about Donald Trump. You'd have to show malice. You'd have to show that Donald Trump took these documents out of the White House to benefit himself financially. Like, and the, the, the hurdle to clear, to prove a claim like that, is impossibly high. I, I can't even imagine what you'd have to come up with evidence-wise to, to show uh, proof of that. And if they've got it, Every single person in this audience would want Donald Trump to be in prison. If he was mm-hmm. actually doing this, oh, yeah. we'd all want him in prison. He deserved to Absolutely. be in prison. He just didn't do this. Right. I mean, I get, I feel confident enough to just already straight a billionaire. out <laughs> Right. How much money was he going to make from this? From a, from a golf Are you going to give me $5 billion for this <laughs> piece of paper? I doubt it. I, I kind of doubt it. It's just silly. It's asinine. I mean, just to, to make a really big impact in Donald Trump's life where it's going to be worth it for him to take some document and sell it to a foreign power, uh, it'd have to be quite an arrangement. Yeah. It would have to be good deal. a big payoff uh, for it to make a difference in his life. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn in 60 seconds. If you are a charitable person, uh, but you like to make sure that your money is uh, going to the place that, you know, I don't know, it's going to be responsible with it. May I recommend that you check out the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They're honestly one of the best organizations we've ever worked with, and we're proud of all the work that they do. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home, young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and also brings their family stability. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler is one such hero. He is re-enlisted after 9-11, but training and accidents uh, and injuries left him unable to walk. After years of trying to manage, Specialist Wheeler and his family moved into a mortgage-free smart home that was custom-designed for his needs. What a great organization this is. Our nation's here are heroes who put their lives on the line for us every single day. Need your help. This is a charity that I believe in. I know Glenn does as well. Pat, I think, does as well. I'm going to go out online. Jeffy, mm-hmm. I would definitely not yes. be uh, sure, sure of. He, <laughs> he might be working with a terrorist. But I will say, this is a really, really good organization, and they do a lot of good. You can donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number t- 2T.org. T2T.org. 10 seconds. Station ID.
JP uh, got more from her uh, yesterday, which is fantastic. Uh, she was <laughs> she was asked a question about the uh, pipeline, and uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, check this out. So yeah. you've heard us say this, that what, what we see Russia's doing, and we've been very clear about this, is that they're using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and mm-hmm. it's choosing to, to, one of the things that uh, has been out there, they shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. Oh, no, they shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom 1. They had a direct <laughs> pipeline. Oh, my gosh. Direct pipeline right to the women's lingerie section. Really? Nordstrom. Yeah, and they wow. shut it down. Shut it down. They shut down luxury goods at affordable prices? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Or maybe not so affordable prices. But still, that's incredible. But that, that is the that is the motto, right? It's uh, uh, luxury goods at affordable prices. I don't know if that's their motto. I just made it up. But that seems like that's, that's right. It should be if it's not. Right. It should be their motto. That's just a place that uh, very predictably Corinne Jean-Pierre probably shops at. Like that's she dresses very nicely. I think she is does. that is that is that uh, anyone? In, and we don't have any fashion. To, I thought Sarah might be in there. She might be able to. Glenn would definitely know. Glenn would know. I would say like she dresses nicely. Yeah, she does. She, I would say she, she spends does. more money on her clothing mm-hmm. than the average salary in the United States per year at the pace she's oh, going. I bet at. that's true. I bet that's true. Yeah. She. I've never seen her in the same thing. Have you? I've literally never no. seen her in the same outfit. Yeah. And they all seem like really nice. Like she's spending a lot of money on clothing. And so Nordstrom, Nordstrom might, yeah, it might, yeah. might even be undercutting. And that might be bargain <laughs> basement for Corinne Jean-Pierre. I don't know. But she does seem to spend a lot of time on her appearance, which again is one of the top four reasons she's got the job. Now, she's obviously talking about the Nordstrom pipeline uh, that they shut down. But uh, we don't know that. We don't know that. Do we know? Is it possible? That luxury goods are coming through a pipeline somewhere, and she's commenting on it. We don't know. And there is a Nordstrom pipeline that delivered luxury goods. But this is a great example of what we were talking about earlier. She's aware that there's a pipeline that sounds yes. like Nordstrom. Like, she's right. heard of it. She, yeah. It's not like she's completely in the dark. She's not pulling, You're not pulling somebody off the street who's never read a news article. Right. She just is so unfamiliar. She has no depth. So, like, to her, she heard Nordstrom... Pipeline, and she just kind of assumed it was the same name. I I had a program director early on in my talk radio career mm-hmm. who said, "Dude, you just gotta, <laughs> dude," because he he said, "Dude, a dude, lot. a lot." Okay, yeah, uh, dude, you just need to be an inch deep and a mile wide. So you need mm. to you needed to know a little bit about a lot of different things. Yeah, that's that's like <laughs> that's what she is. But that's except not... she's not a talk host. Yeah. She's not a talk show host, dude. She should she should be a mile deep, and maybe an inch wide. I don't know, but she should know more. Yeah. about the topics she, yeah. she's asked about. All she she does not need to be a mile wide. She does need to be more than an inch deep on a few a few yes. areas, though. And she's yes. not. She's an inch deep on everything. It's like she doesn't... I, I don't know. Don't you have people you talk to at the White House about these issues? Aren't See, there I think advisors? She does. I, think, I think she does. And I think that's the thing. People come to her and they explain these things to her. Mm-hmm. But she has no knowledge, right? It's like talking to Glenn yeah. about sports. This has happened in... This is True. legitimately a real thing. We'll go into uh, a monologue, and Glenn's about to do a monologue, and he'll ask me about like a a reference to sports, <laughs> like you know some something that you know he's trying to make an analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like when Babe Ruth called his shot, you know, and he'll try to he'll work through it with me before we go on the air, and he can get to a point 
where he can talk like he kind of knows what happened, right? Yeah. But when he veers at all off of script... Or if you were to ask him a question or you ask about him a question, any of it... Right? Forget it. He'll be like, he'll Forget he'll it. be like, well, it's like when Babe Ruth hit that free throw. Like he's gonna have no idea, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's things where you know I'll, I'll say I, I remember him doing one thing where I, I I was talking about a pass interference penalty, and like the way he said it, like he had no idea which which part of that to emphasize because he had never really heard anyone talk about it. He had just heard me say it two minutes before and he was trying to make an analogy of something he did fully understand Mm -hmm. and bring it to sports. And that's what it's like with her. It's like someone has sort of talked her through an answer on some of these things beforehand. She's sort of, she's read a couple tweets about it. She's sort of like has a surface understanding that it is a thing, Mm -hmm. but that's it. Yeah, And she's trying to answer questions from people who have a much deeper understanding than her every single time. I mean, that's a difficult place to be. You're putting this, it really is, it's unfair to her. They're putting her in a position she has absolutely no chance to succeed in. You know, it's like, I Mm -hmm. I really do feel like Jen Psaki went to a PR firm and said, how can I make myself look good? And they said, (laughs) hire her. That's how you do it. People will be like, oh my God, remember the amazing dream Jen Psaki was. Because in comparison, in comparison to her, she, she really was. She yeah. at, again, at least she had read the full blog entry, not just the tweet linking to it. That's the difference. I'm not saying Jen Psaki was good at her job. She wasn't. But in comparison, it's like the difference is monumental. Yeah. Yeah. She's like Mozart compared to uh to to kjp yeah she's she's the mozart of white house spokespeople uh and that's that's sad yeah because you got to be pretty bad to make jen saki look like a mozart character uh it's it's incredible like none of these people can play beethoven right yeah however like jen saki's taken a few lessons right so she Mm -hmm. can play a little bit of piano where Corinne Jean-Pierre has seen people play piano. That's her qualification <laughs> for the job. She once saw someone play piano. So she knows the fingers sort of move around on the keys, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know which ones to press. She has no idea which ones to press. She has like, she's like acting. It's like she's she's got a role. You're going to be press secretary today. And she doesn't have a script. She's improving her responses to these things unless she literally looks down at her script and reads word for word on what's on the page which she does often often and i will say the one thing you could say about her is she can read <laughs> she like literally can read words and and say them out loud that's the best thing you can say about her but it's her only qualification unfortunately yeah. but that's what happens when you just you're hiring special interest groups yep the glenn back program Uh, Take a minute out of your busy day and ask yourself how many bits of personal information, your information, are online right now at any given moment. Your name, your social security number, your bank information, your credit card numbers. It should make you concerned. And if you don't have LifeLock, you probably should be concerned. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We do everything online these days, and you don't want to cut internet safety out of the budget. So the people at LifeLock are going to help you with that. They're going to give you 25% off a subscription to LifeLock, 
is a top-of-the-line uh, effort in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Cybersecurity is a real problem. You need to protect yourself, especially in 2022. It seems to be getting worse and worse. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK at 25% off. From the fine people at LifeLock, it's LifeLock.com. Check out Glenn, Stu Does America, Stephen Crowder, and my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, BlazeTV.com. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh let's uh let's go to Mike in Georgia. Mike, you're on the Glenn Beck program with hey, Pat and Stu. Good. Doing, today? doing well. Pretty good. Yourself? I'm a, I'm a retired Navy chief. Um for thirty five years I handle documents, you know, like they're talking mm. about you now. And Trump selling documents is the most recent ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. For, for starters, our enemies already have that information, so why would they want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> right, because this is information you know I mean? about foreign countries is the new act. The, the, the latest round of leaks from the FBI says that these are uh, documents about, like, let's say, North Korea's, North Korea's nuclear arsenal. And it's like, well, I mean, is North Korea going to buy documents about their own nuclear <laughs> arsenal? I, I guess other countries might be interested, but there are our enemies, so I don't think it's necessarily a huge problem that they might know. Right, right. Not I mean, to mention that he didn't do it. I mean, this is a ridiculous conversation anyway, because mm-hmm. the president of the United States was not selling nuclear secrets. I concur. I concur. You know, it's just, it's crazy, you know, because I look at stuff from top to bottom, you know, all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, why would why would anybody want this? We are, they mm-hmm. already have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't understand anything about this story, frankly. I don't understand it. I don't understand why it's a, as big a deal as it is. Now, me neither. I kind of get the politics of it, right? We're coming up to an election and that might be related, but like, let me give you this, the, the special master thing. Donald Trump wants a special master to have someone unrelated, an independent source, look it's, through the documents and see what should be, you know, what these documents are, what they contain, right? Is he selling secrets to the special master? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Uh, so he wants this to happen. What is the, I know all the political arguments. What is the justice argument? The, if we're looking to maintain the reputation of our Justice Department mm-hmm. and make sure that we all believe that the president, the former president of the United States uh, is either held responsible for some crime or uh, treated fairly by the Justice Department. Mm-hmm. What is the argument against a special master? Um, that they've already they've already reviewed all of the documents. Yeah, but the that, FBI's already thoroughly gone through it. There's no reason to go through it again. First of all, obviously his complaint here is he's being tr- treated unfairly. So the FBI mm-hmm. going through it would actually work in his favor. Yes, uh, in you would that, think so. Like he, but he, that's what I've heard them say is okay. we're already done. But again, that's not a justice argument. That's a timing argument, right? Yeah. Like that, that's not getting to the truth. That's we need to get there quicker, mm-hmm. right? We need we need to get there in a, in, in, a, in a more uh, heightened fashion because it's just too important. We need to get it right now, right now, right now. 
Special Master might delay things a little bit, but would be a more direct path to the American people being comfortable with the outcome, right? Right now, what Mm -hmm. we're seeing is uh, an unprecedented situation where they raided the home of a former president, which I'm sorry, is notable. (laughs) If you... If you don't see why that would be a notable part piece of history, I got I, I can't help you. But I mean, like, it's a big deal whether he's guilty or not. It's just a big step to take. So this big thing happened. Half the country thinks it's total BS. Half the country is going to believe anything you say that's bad about Donald Trump. So why wouldn't you take an extra step to show to have real transparency, to have an extra person, an extra set of eyes on these things to make sure everything fundamentally goes the right way so the outcome can be trusted and i believe i have an answer to this question i believe i have an answer to this question and that answer is friday two days from today two days from today is friday Mm -hmm. and something important happens on friday friday is 60 days before the election and if they do not indict him before friday the unwritten rule of the FBI is to not take major political impactful th- uh, positions within 60 days of an election. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's not written down, but it's what they've always seemed to do. Because they violated that rule in 2016. With uh, uh, and the, with and Hillary. the left went nuts. Yeah, and they right. went nuts. And the, the FBI has vowed not to do that again. Yes. They've been very clear about that. They like that rule. Uh, <laughs> we saw that with uh, even Bill Barr supported uh that rule Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that they want out of that window now it could still happen but i think part of the the reason why you don't want a special master is so you can rush through an indictment that gets through within a window that it that the uh, the doj is comfortable with and lines up with their unwritten standards that's friday i mean that's how close Mm. we are to this thing yeah uh which is crazy when you think about it that's 60 days away from the election so we are in mm. that primetime area where they're not supposed to be announcing major indictments of former presidents. So we will see if they hold to that. If, 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 if But the special master's already been, um, it, you know, looks like that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. that may delay it long enough and they may need to hold off an indictment if they actually believe it's coming. I will say, like, the indictment is being promoted as it's this big thing. But it's like, if, if the indictment is basically he had some documents and didn't return them in time, I just don't think people care. The same people who care about every little twist and turn in the Donald Trump saga will care about it. And the same people uh, on the left who, who care about every little accusation and believe every little thing are going to make it out to be a very big deal. And the people on the right who don't care about anything that Donald Trump does aren't going to care. So I, I don't know what, who this moves and you're like, oh, well, you know, he's had all these big, these big high profile scandals that we've been talking about for months and months at a time. We've spent millions and millions of dollars in the investigation. But you know what's going to get him the filing cabinet? That's going to be the big thing that he put it in the wrong filing cabinet. You know, he didn't put it. He put it in his private residence. You know, it's not like he rented a, 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 a you know, a U-Haul or, and dragged it to a, a public storage and put it in there without a lock. It's in his house. <laughs> <laughs> like I, they act as if it's so they're like well some people 
uh, may have gone into uh, this area. Like, I mean, it's possible, and that that's probably not the best practice. But like, if you think you're holding on to your job and not not getting tackled by security officers outside of Mar-a-Lago, if you try to steal documents from there, I mean, like, you're insane. This is not that's not what's going on here. And didn't Barack Obama have documents delivered to a warehouse in Chicago? It wasn't even on his premises. Yeah, it, it wasn't even near his house. It was just this big warehouse. And he had all these documents, thousands and thousands of do- documents uh, delivered to some warehouse. Nobody cared about that. Nobody had any interest in that. What was o- Obama going to do with all that stuff? It does seem like there's arguments between <clears throat> the archivists and the former presidents every time they leave. Every time. They're, they're always taking documents. They're not comfortable <clears throat> with them taking. Yep. The question is not that. Like, I don't really have, like, I never sat here and railed on radio about how Barack Obama <laughs> took too many times. I mean, Me like, neither. it's just not, it's like, I'm not that interested in it, frankly. The only one I can ever remember really making a big deal about was Sandy Berger. Right. Who went in smuggled and took 9 11 related documents. He smuggled them out in his underwear. Mm-hmm. He stuffed them down his pants. And that just seems incredibly suspicious. Storing documents that you'd already seen. It's also unsanitary. Who wants to touch those documents again? I don't. Maybe that was the plan. <laughs> maybe. You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. That was the whole it idea. It is possible. It is possible. And, you know, you bring up the point that we're only 60 days on Friday. Six, so we must be, what, 62 days mm-hmm. from the election good, now. Good math. Uh, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. I did yeah, that even, all on my own in my head. I didn't even use a, a calculator. It's incredible. Um, so... Yeah, right? Corinne Jean-Pierre would be reading it right now. She'd be like, 60, hold on, let me get the calculator out. 61, and then you put one more on top of that, 63. Two, two, two. 62. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you still optimistic about uh, Republicans having a good chance to take the Senate? You know, it's interesting. There is this narrative. Maybe we can go into this uh, a little bit today at some point. But there's this big narrative that there's huge momentum on the left. That the left, I keep seeing that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. man, I got to be honest, this is part of my job to look at this stuff every day. Um, I just don't see this overwhelming uh, amount of evidence that would suggest this momentum is there. Oh, that's so great. Now, there is How I hope some, you're right. Yeah, there is some <clears throat> evidence that would support it. And the, the, basically what the left is doing and the media is trying to promote are these special elections where you're seeing results that are disappointing for Republicans. We've yeah. seen three or four of them since yeah. the uh, since the Dobbs decision in particular, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. uh, 624-22. Like the Sarah 22. Palin election in Alaska. Yeah, the, yeah, the Palin one. The, I mean, but the Palin one is a terrible example of this. Like Sarah Palin is a divisive figure, right? In, in Alaska. Yeah. They, you either like her or you hate her. And, you know, what the, the reason why Sarah Palin lost in Alaska is because Republican voters, Republican voters voted for the Democrat. That's how that happened. Mm. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, like she didn't win the first round of voting. And then she didn't. Then a bunch of Republicans, 28 percent of Republicans that voted for the other Republican, a good chunk of them switched to the Democrat. That's what happened in that race. That's how she it's amazing. lost. And a lot of that resent was resentment over her leaving the. Yeah, like being governor early. Again, no, right? I'm not knocking Sarah Palin here, but like no. she became a giant celebrity and was governor of the state and then just decided to leave in the middle of her term. Like yeah. Alaska didn't like that. They didn't they didn't mm-hmm. appreciate it that much. And so and she still only lost by two points. Um, but I think, you know, look, it's one of these things where 
that one I don't think is a good example of it. There have been three or four special elections that have gone on since the Dobbs decision. And probably the best piece of evidence here would be the Kansas uh, abortion uh, referendum. And they they went against Republicans. Some Republicans still won, but they won by less than expected. Some were, you know, purplish type races that went the Democrats way. And so people are like, oh, gosh, that shows, you know, that the left is is animated by the Dobbs decision. The right is incredibly animated by the Dobbs decision, but we just won that one. You don't get Mm -hmm. you don't get I got to go to the polls to support the thing we already have. Right. Like that is not what animates Republican abortion voters. And in this particular instance, the Dobbs decision, I think, unleashed a period of this is a theory of mine. So I want to this is not necessarily we don't know the outcome of this yet, but this is what I believe. The the Dobbs decision did animate Democratic voters earlier than Republican voters in this cycle. So they got on board Mm -hmm. and got into election mode a couple of months earlier than Republicans, which have led to some of these uh, special election results. That makes sense. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Republicans have not turned on their election attention yet. And that will start this week and really kick into uh, gear next week and, and the weeks after. And with all that being said, you're still seeing polling in a lot of these Senate results that show tightening of these races. Dr. Oz was down by 16 points three or four weeks ago. He's now down by four or five. Blake Masters was down by eight. He is now down by four. Uh, we're seeing a huge lead in Missouri for Schmidt. We're seeing good results out of Florida. We're seeing a lot of things that do not line up with a Democratic bit of momentum here. So I, I think what we're going to see is these races continue to tighten over the next few weeks. You're going to see a, an election that I think the House is, is still a heavily favored area for Republicans. And the Senate is, they may still even be the underdog there, but they definitely have a chance to win. This idea that they really have a 25% chance to win, I think, is, is not correct. I think you got to give it a few weeks. If we're still looking at the same polls and... Four or five weeks, I will change my thesis on this. But I, I don't think I don't think that's true. I think right now, the left wants this to be true, and they're mm-hmm. desperately begging America to believe this momentum story so they can create the momentum that's not actually there. And the media is going along with it, so it's starting to look like maybe they're right because they, the they're trying to create that. it. Like they're yeah. trying to start. Yeah, pushing this train down the tracks, hoping the engine goes and and, and can start uh, hauling all of this very heavy freight. It's a lot to carry, and it's not at this point. I don't think the evidence is there to support it. Well, I'm going to go with that. Go, yeah, okay, because I just feel better now. Yeah, there you go. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Hello, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we were just noticing uh, at the Kexi.com website. Yeah. What was it that you're concerned uh, with? There's uh, a box Stu? of 12 cookies you can buy. Yeah. Okay. And then, and, and the, This is at Kexi.com where yes. they have the 
world's finest cookies. They are fantastic. But mm-hmm. the, the box of 12 has how many cookies pictured in it? 12, 12, I would say. Right? Yeah. So following that pattern, mm-hmm. when you buy a box of eight, how many cookies would be in the picture of the box of eight cookies? Obviously six. Well, you are correct. I don't know why you would think that's the right number, but you are correct. There's I am, in there a box are six of eight, cookies in the box of eight. Yes. Okay. And then, and then the box of offer, six. You offer a box of six, which you mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. okay, if there's a box of six, wouldn't you use six? You would think there's probably four cookies in there, right? <laughs> there, that's exactly right. The box of six. And I six. think it's because somebody's already eaten two of them in each of those boxes, but they haven't gotten to the box of 12 yet. Right. <laughs> it's a weird pattern of eating. It is. But yes, it the is. box of six shows that there's four cookies in the box. However, I think when you order it, you actually get six. Yeah, I'm going to talk to somebody about that. I don't know who, but somebody at management there. Right, right. Somebody somebody who might have some sway. Yeah. Yeah, at kexi.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure I understand. <laughs> Uh, we got to tell you about the Doomsday Glacier. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why they call it that and what's about to happen. Coming the up. The Glenn Back Program.